I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is my milker, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 35, The Elder's Protocols. AJ's discussing how Goebbels, Pope Innocent III, Henry Ford, Alfred Rosenberg, and Napoleon all collaborate on anti-Semitism. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Pressure. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. You fucking did it. Fuck yeah, you did bitch. It. Fuck you yeah. Did it. Get fucked. I, I doubted. Oh, my God. I doubted that you could fit that all that in. That was amazing. I did it. I saw your blood pressure rising. I know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell yeah. God we, damn it. We did it. During the intro, I found a piece of tape I know. that I holds that. down a wire inside yeah, my computer. Huh? I'm sure it's Just fine. hold on to it for when we replace your pillowed battery. No, it's fine. <laughs> That's it's a new uh, it's an anti shock measure. <laughs> oh, God. Now we did a little computer oh. maintenance before this, yeah. and my computer is no longer. You you can't cook on my computer anymore. Yeah, good. I don't know what the fuck you do to computers to make your batteries do that, but it is. It not is the normal. second time it has happened. The that second a time has in like a year up. and a half, two years. No, <laughs> yeah. no, three years. I've had this computer for a good minute. Yes, I have. No, because you had your puffy one while I still had mine, and I only got mine two years ago. No, because yeah, my wife one. was using the the previous puffy oh, computer for a while. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, know. delightful. This is like a 2019. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. I remember. He doesn't. I do. He can't remember anything. I don't know about that. Welcome back. Welcome. It's How, been a minute for yeah. you and I, not for you guys. We went uh, out of town. Yeah, we both had had a little little vacation from the podcast for about well uh, from everything. Fifteen days. I don't fucking know. It was like eleven days actually. We just recorded ahead. Yeah, you know about it. Good. it. We talked about it, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure we did. We recorded ahead of time. So we're back. How was your honeymoon? <laughs> I what? keep calling it honeymoon, but uh, anyway, the anniversary. So, yeah. It was good. We you remember that old Gilsonite factory? Mm-hmm. We found another one. Yeah. And uh, went to it, and it was full of shit, like machine parts, Damn. car parts. You they were, like, anything? basically engines. No. Boo. The floors were starting to cave in. Oh, delightful. They were, like, really heavy, like, thick metal floors, but they were starting to cave. Oof. I mean, it was still super cool. Chains and hoists and shit. That's sick. It must have been, like, a truck maintenance or something. Nice. Or road maintenance. Something. I don't know. It was badass. Oh. Uh, other than that. Just took it easy. Chilled. Uh, I yeah. mean, it was a long. We also went home through Nine Mile Canyon. Oh, okay. Saw a bunch of petroglyphs. We couldn't stop at all of them because it was like a really long. Like oh. we drove for like thirteen hours that day. <laughs> Jesus. So we want to go back with you and your uh, partner, my loved one. Yeah, yes, that's fair. <laughs> your significant other. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, just bad. to because we didn't see all the panels. We just oh, saw okay. some of the bigger ones. But yeah, there, there's a lot. It's a beautiful drive, beautiful little canyon. Yeah. You just go out and get some dope and dinosaur? Nope. I mean, yeah. No, my wife gets it <laughs> no, legally. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. I did a really big fucking over the I'm top. I'm pretty wave. sure you could hear it. I heard it on here. That was my eye. That was, <laughs> that was, my that was the eye. Yeah. Uh, you good. Yeah, how was, good, your, was, how was your trip to Boston? Fucking Boston, buddy. It was a good fucking time, dude. Uh, it was good. We 
Uh, so went the, to a wedding. Yeah, we went to a wedding. So we get to the airport after you dropped us off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the story behind my girlfriend. Like she has <laughs> bad luck with every fucking weird person we run into. Every stranger will approach her. I don't know why yeah. it's so weird. So. This will be just a quick little thing, but uh, we were sitting over by these people that had their dumb fucking like one year old kid with them. They were like, "Oh, look, he can walk, but not on the moving sidewalk." And I'm like, "Stop letting him walk all over my shit, please. Like, get, get whatever. I think his name was like Gary. It was something shitty. Ten get, feet away, Gary. Get your fucking kid away from me. Like, I don't want him coming up and touching my knee when I'm trying to get." Like my cloud steam to work on the air, the airport Wi-Fi. Get your fucking kid away from me. I don't know you, and I don't want to. So we got up and moved to like a completely different gate, and we're just sitting there eating M and M's and fucking chips. And this lady comes up to us and she says, "Habla español," and she's in tears, dude. So I go uh, like just a tiny bit. And so, basically, she's like, this is my gate. Where's, like, why aren't they boarding it? It's supposed to be boarding in, like, 20 minutes. And I look at it, and I'm like, okay, let me figure this out. So, I figure out her flight number, where she's going, and the time that it's supposed to leave. And I run over to one of, like, the big boards. And it has it broken down. I'm like, okay, cool. It's at this other gate, which is on the other side of, the like, the terminal. It's not... The other side of the airport, thank God. Yeah, because that's like a three-minute walk. Yeah, Salt Lake's airport is fucked with how far you've got to walk from one one terminal to the other. So uh, I turn around and I come back, and my girlfriend, who doesn't ever do this, like she's not a physical person with anybody except for me. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad she doesn't listen. I get get hugs maybe every other week, like one a week. That's our agreement. It's in the contract. Uh, And I turn around, I'm walking back, and this lady is just crying into her shoulder. And I was like, oh, man, like, I can't imagine being, like, not being able to speak English and being in an airport where nothing is in Spanish. Yeah, an airport in Salt Lake City, Utah. where they do not help out people that are Spanish. No, no one different. Spanish speaking. Uh, So I go over, and I was like, I can help you out. I'll walk you over here. So... I take her to the other side and uh, get her to the right gate, and she turns and she just gives me this huge hug, and she's just crying. She was like, oh, I'm going to go see my son in Oregon. These are, like, just bits and pieces I'm able to pick up with, like, the very small amount of Spanish I do speak. And I was like, no, we'll get, like, you're good. Don't worry about it. I don't give a fuck. Like, you're fine. You're there. We're good. All is well. Everything's good. Yeah. So she turns and gives you this huge hug, and I hug her back, and I was like, I can only do this for half a second, or I'm going to start fucking crying, because she was just such a sweetheart. So I go back over. My girlfriend and I are like, oh, yeah, everything's cool. Like, We worked it out. We look up at this TV, and there's a commercial playing that it's basically like Utah propaganda in a way, where it's nice. like, oh, look how diverse Utah is. And it's this guy who he's like, he's like... I'm an African-American, and I run the African-American coalition at the U of U, Southern one. It's like, oh, and he goes, and I'm, I'm, I just got married, and I'm starting a new family. He goes to this next lady, and she's like, I just 
taught my fifth year of like this and this. It goes to some other dude that's got this long black hair and he goes, I play lacrosse. And then it skips to somebody else. <laughs> it was so oh fucking stupid. I, I play shit. lacrosse. And they're like, next, get the fuck out of here. So yeah, it was it was good. And then we went to, so there was a fucking shitty goddamn kid in front of us that scream cried the entire like Gotta red eye flights. By the way, or sound soundproof. Another headphones. quick rant. If you have children that can't voice why they're upset and why they're crying, and I get it, it happens. It totally happens. Yeah. Understandable. Sometimes kids just get upset. But if your kid can't understand why they need to stop crying and you're on a fucking red eye flight, it should have been Spirit Airlines. No, it felt like it was. Fuck. No, that's where all children should go. Yeah, every child should just be put in a carry-on and packed with all the other bags. They're not even a carry-on. You have to check your child in a fucking, like, crate. Yeah. If they can't. Like a pet. Yeah. If they can't fucking, like. Communicate uh, what is wrong with them. God. It was two kids. One would scream cry, and as soon as he would stop, the other one would be like, oh, I guess it's my turn. This is why they invented the Benadryl. five-hour flight, man. I know. It's like <laughs> sedate your fucking kid on a flight, man. Oh, I, I don't like kids, but I fucking hate them when they inconvenience me. On an airplane. In a, in a place where I can't get away from them. Yeah. So I was. it was a fucking rough flight. We get, we get to JFK, and I'm like, mm, mm, mm. and the friends that we flew with were like, well, it took you guys a minute to get off the flight. You look tired. And I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Fuck you. And we just go to our gate, and I was like, I'll tell you later. When, we, when we're when we in Boston and I'm I happy to drink. be here, I need about 12 drinks and six blunts. So we made it to Boston, God willing. Uh, had a really good time out there. Uh, spent a lot of the time in Rhode Island. And if you have the chance to go to Rhode Island, do it. It is a beautiful place. Don't stay in Providence. Providence isn't beautiful. It's like any other fucking dump-ass city. Go to, like, Coventry. Go to Cumberland. Go to, like... Come your land, yeah. One Socket. Go to Smithfield. Lincoln, even though Lincoln kind of poopy. Go to Rhode Island. Check it out. It's a kick-ass place. Just don't buy homes there, because it's already kicking up the prices. So if you have a lot of money and you want to buy a home... Buy one in fucking California, you rich piece of shit. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you on Patreon yeah. since you have so much uh, money to buy a house. Right. We we got my girlfriend, or I got my girlfriend into finally trying and drinking beer. Different beer that's not just Michelob Ultra. And now she's strangely, now she's strangely abusive. So and here she, we are. She, speaks, she keeps saying, I can hear it through the floor. She keeps saying, hey, we're walking here. Yeah. And then, you, you fucking idiot. And then yeah. it it's like thump. I can yeah. hear. I can just hear getting beat. flesh on flesh. And <laughs> we're what? walking here. Thunk. We're walking here. Yeah. Thunk. Yeah. I'll make Adam hit you back this time. <laughs> That's a pretty nightly thing for AJ. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, then we flew back and it was turbulent as hell because all the oh, fucking nice. yeah. uh, Hurricane Ian shit that was going on. But yeah, we we survived. You made it. Sorry about it. Did you drink on an, on the airplane? Fuck no. This was Jet Blue. They would have charged us like a hundred dollars for a drink. It costs eight dollars for a mini bottle on an airplane. Yeah, I roughly. I pay eight fucking dollars. No, it's worth it. I'm telling you right now. I don't care. I don't. I love flights. I can do them. No, sober. no. I'm I don't saying shit. No drink but, because it's more fun when you're in the air, higher altitude. Oh yeah. No, I was like, eh, whatever. Oh, you're lame. I know. 
but yeah, it's a good time. It's a fucking blast. And then, um, yeah, here we are, 12 minutes in. We're here. Yeah. We're going to have to stretch this into two parts. No, I'm not going yeah, to do that. Gonna be a six. This has to be this, one. This is going to be how many more episodes are we going to have? For uh, this season, like 20? Like eight more episodes. We have more than that. For this season? I think so. To December? I don't know. We, we release episodes weekly. I don't know if you know that. Isn't it 48 episodes total? Something. And it's we're like at 35. 40, it's like 44 or something. We only so go to like the like first 15. week in December. So like we'll nine. Nine to ten more episodes. That's how many I don't parts know. this will be. Yeah. No. Two two episodes per page of notes you have. So I actually, <laughs> yeah. God, I, I could stretch this out a lot. I could like if I had more time to to talk more to put more notes down. I but could. This is a quick episode, man. I fit all of that shit into one intro. I believe you can fit all of this into the next hour. Twenty minutes. Into the next 20 minutes? Yeah, no, no, I couldn't. Unless you shut the fuck up and let me talk. No, okay. I'm just... Yeah. All right. Can you unplug my mic real quick? Yeah. Clunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I've wanted to talk about this forever. Oh, don't use my line, you piece of shit. I can. You know how often I want to talk about shit and I don't do it? Well, because <laughs> of this, because of everything that was going on, it's a busy day. Happy birthday. Thank it. you. So we, you know, we had to go to Thank dinner. Thank you for doxing me. I appreciate I didn't, that. Hey, they don't know what day we're recording this. This could be any day we are recording before. This. We, were, we are recording this on. Beep. Oh, thank God. We oh, fucking bleeped that part goodness. out. So. Thanks for editing that out. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> so I, yeah, I really want to talk about this. I first learned about this when my father texted me a link. I was born on September to this. 11th, 2001. You were. <laughs> All of the souls of the deceased went into your body. Yeah. Of the terrorists. Yeah. The, the terrorists. <laughs> souls all went inside of you. And all the people that were, like, going too slowly down the stairs. Yeah. All the assholes. <laughs> Anyone that didn't rush fast enough out of the trade towers, their it's, they're in you. In, yeah. They're inside me. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. I, God, I don't know. I was probably 14 or 15 my father, me and my father have the same habit of just reading a lot of Wikipedia and articles and shit just mm-hmm. to, I don't know, I don't think we sleep very much. So, I'm going to be talking about a little book, super boring, called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion. You may have heard of them, you may not have, um, but I can guarantee that you have had experience with something that is related to this book i mean considering like the what one two three four five names that i listed cover the last like 200 years of villains (laughs) of real life villains i think it's safe to say this is going to kind of stretch across all of history guess what What? my wife just texted me and said hey y'all almost done (laughs) we just started yeah you should say Uh yeah yeah, and then we just don't show up. So, in 1903... We still have an hour before we regularly start playing fucking video games anyway, so yeah. we'll be fine. But fit this into the next 10 minutes, go! All right, let's do this. So You got 17 I minutes! Also, I also have homework tonight, too, oh, okay. but it's not very much. Chop, chop, bitch. So, this book was published in 1903, and uh, it was originally published, I think, in this... Not I think. It was originally published in this Russian newspaper called... Zama- 
Zamamya. There we go. How do you spell it? Z-M-A-M-Y-A. That was an easy one. I don't know why I struggled. (laughs) Zamamya. Zamamya. And it it was eventually published kind of as a pamphlet and, you know, a little booklet. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say. Oh. I'm sorry to cut you off. This is totally off track. damn it. When we were in the hotel, my girlfriend opens up one of the little drawers and a Book of Mormon was in there. A Book of Mormon? A Book of Mormon. And so I was like, hey, do you have a pen? And she was like, uh, yeah, there's one right here. Hands it to me. And I wrote on the inside, for more information, go to cesletter.org. I was called TES letter. I don't know why. For additional help, go to quitmormon.org and- Put that in you there. should have put uh, PP whatever whatever the link is to our email <laughs> or to our email to our uh, podcast podbean.pressurepoints.com yeah that'll work we also have the wave link which is way better in every way than that website I have no idea what that one is I don't either yeah. all right so our link tree <laughs> yeah our link tree so we're back to Russia in 1903 so this is pre Bolshevik Revolution. This is in kind of an era of turmoil in the Russian Empire at this time. Okay. And basically what this book said, what it outlined was how these Jewish elders, these Zionist elders, met and created this plan of control and domination. And space lasers. Yeah. Essentially. Like 100%. That's where the, that yeah, yeah. that comes from this. Oh, I just remember what you told me about this whole episode. Yeah. Like, could have used the okay yeah, yeah okay. you're good you're yeah so specifically i have just a few points this is a pretty big book considering the content so specifically the points that i wanted to put out were that it created the connection between jewish people and gold really this is like this the is the origin source for this they Damn. in this book it basically said oh jewish people only want gold because when they destabilize the economy, money will be worthless, but they'll have a bunch of gold, and gold Which, has intrinsic oh value. God. 100%. This is where it came from. Uh, they, Which, would it even have intrinsic value if everything fucking goes down the shithole? Like, in what some the groups, fuck are probably. they going to, like, what's the point of a currency, whether when you it's can just gold trade. or not, when you're just doing fucking barter? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's the it's stupidest stupid. fucking I'm going to tell you world. right now. There's a lot of stupid shit I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to get really fucking... This is going to have to be two parts because of how angry I get. You're going to get really fucking pissed off. That was the first point. Grand. (laughs) This is... That was the first sentence, D. Yeah. Fuck. Get ready. (laughs) The the next one is they... It started the myth of Jewish people poisoning wells and spreading plague across Europe. That was much bigger in like the 1800s as like a myth. That was the story. Like in some areas... That was the story you told your kids. Oh, go to bed, or the Jews are gonna get you. Like, oh my God, it's so stupid. Um, you know, we've we've spoken about it before. You know, blood libel. Vaguely, it it's, sounds familiar. It's kind of like it's the the myth, obviously, that Jewish people use the blood of Christian children for Passover. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then over the last hundred years, that's actually, um been warped to the QAnon, like, adrenochrome, getting medicine from blood, or rich people bathing in the blood of young yeah. people. It came from this. <laughs> All of that Jesus. is connected to this. But I'll, I'll tell you this. If I were fucking Jeff Bezos untouchable, you better believe I would bathe in blood once. One fucking time. Human blood, one time, that's it. Yeah. I would also eat 
human flesh. Fuck it. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would do that now. I'd do it. Yeah. I, I'd have a foot taco. <laughs> Judge me. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Make me... Here you go. Subscribe to our Patreon, and if enough people subscribe to our Patreon, we'll I will put human a video flesh. of me bathing in human blood. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we can start saving up now. Yeah. Um, but we, only yeah. only when I'm untouchable rich. Oh, yeah. So we need a lot of a Patreon lot of subscribers. <laughs> uh, it started the myth that, you know, the, the Jews control the media. The whole George Soros, because he's rich and owns everything... All comes from this. Jesus. It said their oh their strategy of world domination is to control the media. That's where that all comes from. That's where all the the last couple of years the oh free speech they're censoring me. It must be this oh ruling elite. God. All the conspiracy theories of like oh there's a government under the government and it's con- doing all the control come from this. Yeah. So this is basically you know what we should have named this episode. Becoming a Republican 101. <laughs> really? <laughs> like fucking hell, dude. Yeah, all the press censorship stuff, they... One of the plans of the elders was to control the courts and then start doing dumb rulings to cause internal unrest to destabilize whatever government. Um, oh, they wanted to put in and spread pornography. Hey! To I mean, undermine... No. <laughs> To undermine Catholics and Christianity, okay, I'm Catholicism that. and Christianity, and nope. destroy the morality to usher in the era of bringing back the Jewish God as the like main religion. Yo, I support somehow. the fuck out of that. I don't understand. Like, how do you? Okay, you destabilize two religions, but then how do you turn all of those people that you've destabilized morally, in air quotes, to then? Judaism that it doesn't doesn't make any sense, no, of but I not. fucking love it. But it's because it's because the United States was built on Christianity. Like, just, yeah, it's just it's a Christian fucking nation. So anything that's non-Christian, no, I just mean like in, in general. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying like to spread this shit. This this it was just not goes spreading crazy in the US. across the U.S. This when was it, in Russia when it hits the fucking. Oh, just wait when it hits. We'll in get the US, there. So. Uh, it also started all the myths of the manipulation of markets and exchanges. I mean, which does happen. People do manipulate markets and exchanges. But in this book, it says it's only Jewish people because they have the gold and they're manipulating the markets only and not just anybody who's rich. What? What's the predominant religion in Russia? Is it Russian Orthodox? Russian Orthodox. That's right. Okay. Which is like it's, like it's a... it is it's like Christian. Okay, it's like a uh, an offhand Christian. I mean, I don't think it's offhand. A lot of people are part oh, of it, but yeah, they're pretty. Okay. Yeah, I think it's more Christian than Catholic, but it, I, I could be completely wrong. You look I'll that look up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also said that eventually everybody who does not become Jewish will be a slave. Um, unfortunately, in nowadays, it's if you are poor and arrested, you become a slave, which is great. Uh, they, they also said that the pushing and rise of socialism or communism in any way is a Jewish plot. Say that one more time. The rise, the pushing of socialism or communism in any way is Jewish plot because then they can control everybody. Wait, even though that's not what socialism, yeah, this is in Russia (laughs) when this was pushed. This is pre-Bolshevik revolution. They weren't communists. Yeah, that's right. They weren't communists. They were monarch. They were monarchists. And, the, like, basically, 
you can drum down this entire thing into the caricature of a scheming Jew, you know? Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. But this entire Jesus. book was but just, that, they're scheming and they're controlling and they're under the, the government. OG anti-Semitist book. I wish. Not the OG. Because this book was completely plagiarized from multiple sources that I will get into. Jesus. This is not the start of anti-Semitism, but this is the conduit to our last century's century almost and a half's worth of anti-Semitism. So what you got? Russian Orthodox Church uh, is an Eastern Orthodox Christian church. Okay, cool. Good to know. I thought so, but yeah. So this book, it's been, unfortunately, has been translated to almost every language. It has been published in almost every country thousands of times. It's At one of it is two. it is the most influential anti-Semitic piece of all time. Yeah, I, I'm confident in saying that. And like, uh, people use it. The way that this book came about, you'll understand how it is still being used today. So, and you're gonna see a lot of shit that is directly. Relating to the last couple of years and the rise of fascism yeah. over and over and over again. And, you know, the discrimination of people for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, who would have thought? Yeah, weird. So we're going to start back in the Crusades. Mm -hmm. So the Crusades were generally Christians going to the Middle East to attack Muslims. Yeah. Generally, that's that's what happened. During the during 70 CE, which was during a or, uh, no no this is before the Crusade, uh, 70 CE happens and there's this is the first Jewish Roman War, which I did not know there were Jewish Roman Wars. Ah, me neither. Basically, the Jewish people were rebelling against the Roman government. Okay. And they uh, there was the Battle of the Second Temple, and the Second Temple was destroyed, which basically flung a bunch of these Jewish people to flee, and they kind of spread out all over and created their own kind of... Subsects. Communities. Okay. In just kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, I think it was up to 50 different communities that this event led to. Damn. Because, I mean, they were being prosecuted yeah, and persecuted. So they spread out through the Middle East... And despite, you know, the Crusades mostly being about going against Muslims and taking the Holy Land and all that dumb shit, they also just destroyed and slaughtered Jewish communities as well. Jeez. There were multiple times throughout the uh, Crusades that the Jewish people teamed up with the Muslims to defend against the Christians I'm in sure, the Crusade. Man. Like, multiple times. Like, the, the fall of Jerusalem originally, when the walls fell... The, the story is, there's not a lot of archaeological evidence for all of the story, for some of the details, but it's been told, it was written down about a week after it happened, that as soon as the walls fell and everybody knew that, okay, Jerusalem's been captured, all of the Jewish people went to their synagogue and prepared for death. They did their, uh, in Judaism, there are some death rituals and things like that. And then, you know, the Muslims did what they were doing. The Jews went to their synagogue, and the the uh, Christians just burned the synagogue with all the people inside who were resigned to die. Like, they had, they had accepted they were going to be killed. Um, and they were singing—what uh, what the fuck are those Christian songs called you sing at church? 
hymns. They were hymns, singing yeah. hymns ah. as the synagogue burned. Of course. That part's true. That part is recorded. Oh, that shit does not surprise me The only part that's not bit. 100% recorded because it was not just not recorded by the crusaders who won were, were that there were Jewish people inside the synagogue. Uh-huh. There definitely were. 100%. It's 100% propaganda. They probably blocked the fucking doors so they couldn't get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very likely. And this, there were some, you know, because humans are tribal inherently. Maybe it's our evolution. It's it's how we are. So a lot of times if there's an in-group and an out-group, there is some tension. But this there were a lot of Jews in Europe, too, where the, most of the Christians were coming from, and they were not happy to hear back that there were hundreds of Jewish people being slaughtered yeah. by these people who they cohabitate with in these towns. So You don't say. <laughs> this was really kind of the turning point of the relationship between Judaism and Christianity, and the tension just started basically here in a... In a pretty big, in a pretty big way, as you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah, nothing like a religion war. Yeah. Fantastic. Who needs, who needs race wars when you can have religious wars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, this wasn't really anti-Semitism yet, but this is definitely where it started. Okay. Well, I would say where it started. Some people would say, oh. Jesus dying on the cross started, yeah. even though Jesus was Jewish. Well, yeah, I mean, and he was killed by the Romans. So there's yeah. a there's a whole fuck up, yeah, about all that shit. But this is where it really started, and it just kind of builds up until 1797. Okay, U.S. is a young country. We're not talking about the U.S. yet. <laughs> Good old twenty year old country. So there was a a treat a treatise, yeah. Published a pamphlet published a treatise <laughs> that basically said the French Revolution was orchestrated by the Freemasons. Oh, the book was called Proof of Conspiracy. Okay, in French, and I don't know French, so say it in French. No, say it. I didn't write it down. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> but basically, it said, "Oh, the Freemasons orchestrated the French Revolution to insert themselves into power to bring okay. down the the old kind of mon- monarchic." Uh, royalty families and they gain power like okay whatever didn't say a thing about the jews okay and then 1798 happens so one year passes and a guy named augustin baruel 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 yeah sound like fucking jimmy on south park yeah yeah so augustin he's a jesuit priest of course, and he publishes a memoir that I also did not write down the name of because hey. it's only in French. Damn it. And he argued that the Knights Templar didn't actually die off in, a, in around 1312. He argues they survived in secrecy with the with like a, a vengeance because they were originally uh, kind of dissolved yeah. by kings all in- and shit. So they're a secret society that somehow lasted until... The like, late 1700s, yeah. <laughs> and they haven't acted on it yet, but their goal is to destroy monarchy-based governments. And the Jews have been hiding them. God, yeah. Come on. No, no Jews yet. Yeah. Not yet, yet. but... they. He claims that they actually took control of the Freemasons. That the Templar did? 
that the Templars did. They took control. They usurped the Freemason group to undermine Catholicism. Dope. And, I support that. You know, let's not take let's not consider that most of the uh, French ruling class who were overthrown in the French Re- Revolution were Freemasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> uh, that's kind of a thing. A lot of this doesn't make sense. It's all kind of just. Well, that's the thing about a lot of this shit is, it like you said, it doesn't make sense. But they just it's need to never it. going to because you only have to get one kind of person to believe this, mm-hmm. and it's uneducated people. Yeah, it's it's people who won't question it. Yeah, because exactly. oh, this book came out in 1903. It has to be right. Yeah, it's you historical. think somebody somebody would have debunked it by now, and I wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to find it. They wouldn't it's lie been, in a book. It's been debunked so many times. <laughs> we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, you don't say. It, they, he also claimed that the French Enlightenment thinkers, which I don't know if you know about the French Revolution, but the French Enlightenment thinkers were the people who were like starting to question things like, hey, why do we do things in this old archaic way? Why do these people have the power and we have nothing like they're able to think? And ex- that's why they're enlightened thinkers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he claimed that all of the French Enlightenment thinkers pledged their loyalty to the Illuminati. Who was a? It was a real group. The the Bavarian Illuminati were real and active in this time period, but they had like a dozen people. I don't, and they they didn't really do very much. Like it was very much like the Freemasons, where it's, oh, I know you, you know me, we both believe in God. Let's help each other get ahead in the workplace. Like that's essentially what the Freemasons yeah. are. Or let's get a contract. It's basically a secret union. <laughs> and so all of these people who overthrew the French government were working for the Illuminati. Who are somehow involved with the Freemasons? It's not super clear. What the fuck? The involvement. What? It did not feature Judaism very heavily at all. Like, it just said, you know, these are the bad guys, and yeah, this is this is who's bad, and this yeah. is why the Knights Templar. And it doesn't have to have any logic behind yeah, it. Yeah, the it's Knights just... Templar are now the Freemasons, and the Freemasons are trying to control the world. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, idea. Does that God. sound familiar? Does that oh, sound God. really fucking yeah. familiar? Strangely familiar. <laughs> so later, it was in 1806, so it's been eight years. God, this feels like Sean Hannity giving me a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Are you Rush Limbaugh? Fuck. Yeah, you'll see. Oh, uh, do you God. got any classic cars? Yeah. you have any cigars so I can yeah. fucking destroy <laughs> Destroy my myself. <laughs> and so eight years pass. And he publishes a letter which, in a way, points out that the Jews were actually the responsible party somehow. It, it was known to be a forged letter by an anti-Semitic like, police officer. <laughs> Jesus. No shit. He's like, I actually know some kind of cool Freemasons, so let's just change this. Yeah, that that's literally, just, it was literally, literally a retcon. Cross it out and write Jew over. That's literally what it was, which is crazy to <laughs> oh, me that dude. it was so stupid. But the reason it came out in 1806 was because Napoleon was kind of making some waves. Because he was very liberal and accepting of Judaism. Dude literally created the first Excel if-then <laughs> format and was like, if word equals Freemason, replace with Jew. <laughs> Jewish. Yeah. God damn, So literally dude. Napoleon was basically saying, like, opening himself up to allowing you know more Jewish people in, 
and accepting them, which is, you know, as a ruler, that's pretty smart. More people, especially when you're at war, if they're accepted, they're much more likely to be able to fight for you. Mm -hmm. Or at least stay home and run uh, industry while your civilians are running to war. Like, yeah. it makes sense. And so this published around and this kind of created more anti-Semitism around that shit. But now we're, we're going to go back to the Russian Empire. Mm-hmm. It, the Russian Empire inherited one of the lar- well, no, the largest Jewish population at the time because Poland was partitioned up. And this is back to like 1905, 1903? Late 1800s. So this, okay. is, this is yeah. in chronological order for the most part. Okay. So they, you know, the, the Russian Empire is like, okay, we have this huge group of ethnically different people who are still going to be subject to our laws and taxes, but... Because of everything that was going on in Poland and the Russian Empire at this time, they had basically started to self-govern themselves. Mm-hmm. With a and th- this self-governance was called kahal, which is very sound sounds very similar to buzzwords that many conspiracy theorists nowadays use. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, you're you're not around the right people. Actually, you're avoiding the right people. <laughs> yeah, me. I not not kahal? that you're avoiding me, but kahal is it. What's it sounds like cabal. Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. I was like, which is you know the secret Jewish organization and it's stupid oh, stuff. Okay. Even though it's based on just older Judaism that has more like rituals. You know, it's kind of like the the Old Testament versus New Testament. Oh, okay. Oh, ow. it's cabal Kabbalah versus most Judaism nowadays. So sweet. I'm not hanging out with the wrong people. Woo. Yeah. Woo. But wait, now I know. Whoa, no. So now am. you are the wrong people. <laughs> oh fuck. And. You know, in Poland, they were kind of treated differently because they were just an ethnically different group and they had their own communities and their own kind of traditions. So they kind of just let them self-govern. Now that they're in the Russian Empire, they're like, well, they're already kind of self-governing and we don't really like them. (laughs) So they made a lot of laws that were pretty much if you're not Russian Orthodox, you can go fuck yourself. Like even limits on doing business or banking and things like that. Really? Yeah, banking was a big one. Where the Jewish people had to basically make their own banking system within themselves because they weren't allowed to conduct business in the same way as other people. Like, they were automatically at a disadvantage. So, inherently, by the uh, religious prosecution that they went through... They stuck to themselves. And that they have been going through since the Crusades, by the way. Well, what they had to do here in Russia, make their own banking system... Because the Russians wouldn't bank with them. Essentially, yeah. Then the Russians come out and they were basically copy-paste this, uh, this fucking book. No, it gets better. Book. The origin but, of the but book But even then, better. even then, they created that, they created, that conspiracy. They created they, they took the environment a, in, where, in which Yeah, they created they the environment them, yeah. to create a truth and then twist it to make it yeah, an extreme. To go... Oh, we forced them into their own banking system, and, and now then they go. Banking they're trying elites. to take their banks, and they're trying to destabilize our our economy, and they're doing those banks to do that. No, they're doing it so they can do fucking. It gets business. so much better. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> so <laughs> basically, also what in this a time period, bad I mean, fucking world yeah. to be a Jew in. Seriously, <laughs> god like what the damn, fuck, dude? They. Any attempts, so basically, you know, the rules were if you convert, you're basically good. 
So when people, when Jewish people would convert to Russian Orthodoxy, leave their life behind and try to assimilate, they were treated as if they were spies. They were treated like they were there to infiltrate the the community. And this is before the the protocols are published, by the way. This is the the like environment and culture that they are forced to be in. They didn't choose to become part of the Russian Empire. Yeah. They were forced to. Forced to and fucking yet, leave Poland. Yeah, like, oh, it's... I don't have the mental strength to fucking defend so each great. one of these things. God. I know, and it keeps going. You know, and then if you didn't try to assimilate, you were also viewed as undesirable oh, because you're in this God. quasi-government yeah. that we force you to create. Yeah. The Kahal, you know? You're, you're either an imposter or an imposter. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. like they've completely demonized this these entire groups of people who are literally just trying to survive. They're not involved. Oh god. They're not involved in world politics. They're not they didn't get the choice whether yeah. to form their own empire to join the Russian empire. They didn't choose to have Poland partitioned. They're l- like over and over and over again these groups are in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's horrible. It's it's completely fucked. And it's because they're not Christian, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's true. Jesus Christ. All right, so I'm now I'm back to actual dates. Eighteen sixty four comes around, so they've been facing this prosecution for a while now, like obviously. And a French satirical writer, a satirical political writer, publishes a book called. The Dialogue in Hell Between Machiavelli and Montesquieu, which is Uh-oh. a badass name. Yeah. And, you know, it it's satire, but and there's no mention of Judaism in it, um, but it talks about a lot of the themes of oh. government control yeah. and things like that. But it never mentions that it, it's basically like, oh, there's a shadow group who's trying to usurp control and destabilize grain prices or something. Yeah. And it's it's literally a joke. And people took it and ran. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so within the 1860s, probably after 1864, there's... Well, no. This kind of goes throughout the entire decade, this event. Jacob Brafman, he's a Russian Jew. So he's not part of the Kahal because they're an outside Jewish group. He's a Russian Jewish So what they would consider a spy? No, no, because he didn't assimilate. He was (laughs) already there. Oh, I see. So he's like, okay... It's the outside. It's the Polish. It's Jews. the not. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's, it's the Polish the, Jews it's the who Polish are a problem. Jews that that the Russians see are a problem. Yeah. So here's a Russian Jew. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur, and he starts working with the Kahal, with a business partner, and you know, doing whatever. And he has a falling out with something like they because he was a Russian Jew. They, you know, with their banks, it was like. You you pretty much have to be one of us to bank with us because of the prosecute there the persecution that we're yeah. in. If we start allowing other people to bank with us, we're going to get in trouble with the government. He wanted to get funding for like a business or something. They had a falling out. He gets so pissed off about this falling out, he converts to Russian Orthodox. What the fuck? He turns his back on Judaism completely. He's like, you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, my entire family up to this point has been Jewish. Yeah, I'm technically Jewish. I'm out because this guy wouldn't lend me enough money. Jesus. Like, there there were even... It just goes to show how fucking 
insane and heavy that propaganda was. Oh, yeah. That it would take someone that's like Pretty kind much. of a middle ground between yeah. Russians and Polish Jews. And he's he's in a place where he can actually work with them. He can kind of cross between the lines. Yeah. And the big old propaganda machine that is Russia did such a phenomenal job of Well, not just Russia. Well, not just Russia, the whole, but everything. Like, basically all of history. Society. Yeah. yeah. Like can take somebody that has middle ground and jump them to the complete opposite side and in spite strip all of all of their own personal history just because of like fucking hatred for one kind of person. For one person. Yeah. Directly. And there were even rumors that they would bank with like outside people, but the interest rate would be higher. And I'm like, okay. Like that makes sense. That I mean they're allowed to do that. That's a business. Yeah. Like, okay. They can set that shit. So he gets pissed, he stews on it for the better part of half a decade. And in nineteen or eighteen sixty eight, and in eighteen sixty nine he publishes a book. So uh, two books, okay. not the protocols. Not the protocols. We're still about two hundred mm, years. No, yeah, we're we're like uh, thirty years early. Okay. And he publishes the these two books that claims that the Kahal has one isn't just local; they're international. They have Jewish people working for their quasi government that they're forced to have on ev everywhere. There's society. <laughs> And that they're trying, they are specifically trying to undermine good Christian entrepreneurs and good Christian businesses, even though when he was dealing Typical. with them, he wasn't Christian. God. Who cares? So to get his revenge, he wrote this, these two propaganda pieces, starts publishing them wherever he can. I like to imagine he made it so personal, though. Oh, wonderful. That he goes, good, newly converted Christian people that live in Russia. Specifically. Formerly Russian Jewish, now Russian Orthodox. That Christian people that are trying to start a business that originally tried to work with them. It'd be nice to these Polish and Jews. They wouldn't give him a and good give him, interest rate. They wouldn't give him three thousand seven hundred and fifty-five dollar personal loan. <laughs> yeah, bro, like, come on. This dude, uh, it's so terrible because he basically took all the anti-Semitism that was already around. And condensed it and made it into a almost manual. personal. Yeah. Like he he made it pointed. Because before it was like secret Jewish group. Now it's these guys specifically. The Jewish group. This group specifically. God, dude. And so, Imagine being yeah. that angry of a person. Yeah, right? Fuck. Jesus, go jerk off or something. What the hell? God damn, dude. Like just get into drinking or something. Yeah, it's like, Russia. Fuck. Yeah. In the 1860s. Get a nicotine habit. I don't give a fuck, but chill the fuck out, yeah. dude. So also in 1868, a guy named Herman Godshi. That's correct. Uh, published. That's correct. Yeah, a book called Biarritz, which okay. sounds better in French. And this was about a Jewish secret or Jewish secret meetings. <sighs> There, where they, you know, got together to scheme against government mm. as a general term. <laughs> Basically, any government, every government. Jesus. A ton of other books just in this decade were published that were basically little pieces of, oh, well, they give better rates to 
Jewish people, to fellow Jewish yeah. people, or they will only do business oh with other Jewish people, or they, you know, won't shop at your business if you're Christian. Because or... you haven't allowed them to. Because they're not allowed for to. For thousands of years, man. Yeah, in in some way, shape, or form, there has been discrimination against them. Sometimes some eras were way better than others, but it has always existed. At, even if it's like a like, there were some eras where it was just like, oh, he's Jewish. Oh, exotic kind of thing, you know, like like I'm, I'm not gonna do anything against you, but I don't support it. That kind of dumb fucking thing. this fucking like societal <laughs> impact that they impose on these. On the Jews, they then just churn it out as fucking propaganda. Yeah. It's it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. They're like, look what they're doing because you made them because do they it. Have to, and they they all of course brought it further than what they were actually doing. But uh, yeah, so they won't let us in because you wouldn't let them in, like. Yeah. They won't let you into their banks because you wouldn't let them into yours. And because you said, hey, you guys need your own banks to let yourselves in. Yeah, so you can actually do business and thrive and set up businesses God, and do all this so shit. so fucking exclusive. Oh, yeah. The, but the whole concept, it wasn't a lot of the, or not every book was about a Jewish government group. Sometimes they were thinly veiled, but obviously Jewish groups. Sometimes they were just oh. secret society which was heavily implied to be Jewish. But basically, for the rest of the late 1800s, these books keep coming out, yeah. and they keep feeding into it. And the idea of, oh, there's a government within the government that's trying to usurp them, or they really have... This is where the, oh, they really have the power, and they're actually directing and controlling our government and I like started to, to really that, uh, show up. The amount of books that were coming out was somehow still fewer Still, it was still a lower number than the amount of self-help books that came out in the early 2000s. Oh, 100% it was. <laughs> and, God. God, this whole, you know, multiple decades were just getting worse and worse and worse. And the Jewish pogroms begin in the Russian Empire, where they start running them out of town, slaughtering them, massacring them, basically trying to do a Nazi Germany on on the Kahal Russian Jesus. newly Polish Jews essentially yeah. and like I mean it's horrible if you look up the like Russian Empire Jewish pogroms they were horrible completely terrible so the protocols were written sometime in the late 1800s but they were officially published in 1903 in that newspaper mm -hmm. and they're just kind of it fits in with the other books that have been you know, published on the topics. It's just like a, a synopsis slash sequel. Yeah. Like it, well, it's, like it's, Akeem, no, it's, it's the King plagiarism. James version. It's plagiarism. I had the specific thing. or I, Yeah. The specific books that I mentioned before, the Machiavellian, Montesquieu, mm -hmm. and a lot of the, the other ones, the, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion were 100% like almost direct ripoffs. Uh, there, somebody, whoever, because the author's unknown, but it was a direct ripoff, almost word for word. This author, whoever they were, threw in some French words to make it sound legit. Who the fuck would have thought that an anti-Semite was too dumb to write an original book? Right? <laughs> Everything has been basically feeding into itself and just a copy of itself. God damn. And, 
like it has already within the year somebody publishes a pamphlet i don't remember their name that points out oh this is a direct ripoff of the machiavellian montesquieu like here are the passages and there's like three words different like yeah and it's like it's not even a good plagiarism your, your own fucking propaganda is just not even it's from something that wasn't even directed at what you were directing it at. Yeah, like exactly. God damn, dude, that's like. <sighs> yeah. So th- go on. The God. Bolshevik Revolution starts. That's in the like nineteen seventeen World War One era. Mm-hmm. They the Germans actually brought Lenin back to Russia to start the all the revolutions because they didn't want Russia to become involved because they knew they would lose. So that was their deterrent. Oh, okay. To prevent them to get in was revolution. <laughs> oh, they also blamed one of the assassinations on one of the Tsars on the Jews, even though it was very obviously not. But, but no big deal. We'll no just, big deal. We'll just skip. We'll over gloss that over part. that. Yeah. Um, so the Bol- Bolshevik Revolution is happening, and the protocols are weaponized. This book specifically, it's like, it's the the encyclopedia of all the previous propaganda. So the propagandists were like, oh. We're done. Let's just distribute this. And it caused the slaughter of people, of Jewish people across Russia during, during this revolution. And a copy makes it to Europe of this, of this book. And immediately the same year of the English translation, um, the, the English translation wasn't the first time it made it to Europe. But when it made it to, to London, essentially, in 1920, the same year it was debunked, some you know, newspaper journalist was just like, oh, look. Oh, look. Look at these other pieces. Bullshit. They're all the same. Yeah. This is obviously complete bullshit. No, the Jews are not meeting to manipulate world governments. Like as this was discussed in 1903 and 1870 and, and 1970 and, and 1820 and 1800 and 1800 it's about anybody else that has the name Pressure Points in their podcast title. We'll, we'll just, just take that book and we'll copy. We'll, we'll find just it do and the replace. If then. Yeah, we'll do we'll the find fine. and replace yeah. function. <laughs> where yeah, one hundred percent you could. Uh, and unfortunately, that has happened multiple times. And and I talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, nineteen twenty happens. It also almost at the exact same time shows up in America about nineteen twenty. And oh oh his name was Lucian Wolf because it was a badass name so I wrote oh, it down yeah. <laughs> I'm like fuck yeah he he published a pamphlet and said these are ripped off of earlier works these are clearly false and it was then republished in newspapers in 1921 and that's why it didn't really take off in mm. like the UK and in some Scandinavian countries and it didn't really take off as much it didn't gain a hold a following as much as it did in the war-torn revolution of russia or in the u.s you know with, we'll, the, we'll with, its, the with its broken education system yeah i mean it was better then <laughs> slightly so, somehow yeah somehow 
Yeah, it, so it was published in... Uh, yeah. All right. Same year that it shows up, Henry Ford, we've talked about this before, through his newspaper publishes The International Jew. We've talked about that multiple times. Yeah. His little fucking dancing. It was a shit. plagiarism of the Protocols of Elders of Zion. Almost directly. It's like season if you if you Nat want Arno. to if you want to get into the Henry Ford stuff, it's like season two, episode like eight or nine. But then what's the Nat Arno episode? The Nat Arno one is uh I wanna say that's season one Three? Fighting Jew of Newark. That nah. wasn't season one. That was uh, season maybe two at least. Two, maybe two, but it was it was, pre, it was pretty early. It was pre pandemic. Yeah, so. but it was good. It was that was a yeah. fucking good yeah, episode. Fighting Jew of Newark. I want to say that's back. like season two, episode three or something. It's a good one. Yeah, that, that was a fun one. And yeah, so he basically Americanized the protocols of the Elder's Design, took credit for it, and called it the International Jew, which is just exactly what I expect yeah, from Henry the, Ford. The most Henry Ford thing you could fucking do. Yeah. And then he got a hard on for square dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was also another good one. We've done quite a few episodes on Henry Ford now that I think about it. And even in the U.S., multiple pieces, pamphlets, books were written debunking and pointing out the plagiarism and the stupidness of the Protocols of Elders of Zion, the lack of any sort of evidence, all that fun stuff. So even in the U.S., it was like, it didn't take, it wasn't instantly just like, yeah, of course this is true, you know? Uh, just a quick little refresh. Season 2, Episode 6, Fighting Jew of Newark. Nice. All right. So, you know, I know what you're thinking. All right? I know exactly what you're thinking at this point. We're almost in modern times. We're about 100 years behind. And, like, there's no way the Nazis were influenced by this book, right? No, no never. Not that at would all. never happen. So 1923, a dude by the name of Alfred Rosenberg, he writes a book, and it features the Protocols of Elders of Zion, and it expands on them. He publishes it in Germany. Do you know who Alfred Alfred Rosenberg is? I know. I've talked about him briefly, I'm sure. Like, you kind of have to if you talk about Nazis. He was the... He was the dude responsible for most Nazi ideology. He was the ideological leader, essentially. He came up with the racial theories. He came up with the idea that they should sack cultural treasure and bring it back to Germany. He was in charge of the annihilation of the Russian Jews during the occupation, like with the Einsatzgruppe and things like that. Mm -hmm. He was the responsible upper echelon guy. He wrote this book, and it was the Nazi racial ideology based on the Protocols of Elders of Zion. It's great when your entire fucking, like, entirely based on this fake thing. You got something? Uh, Yeah, Henry Ford episode, season four, episode seven, or sorry, 16, anti-Semitic square dancing. Perfect. Entirely based on this book, which is mostly based on a dude who had a falling out with his business partner. <laughs> like it's it, still it's, continuing. Oh my god. Fuck. 1924. Man. Joseph Goebbels writes in his personal diary. I don't have the direct quote, but basically he said, while he knows that the protocols were forged, plagiarized and trash, he agrees with their intrinsic truth 
within them. Which doesn't make any sense. I, I wrote down right here, doesn't this sound so much like the shit that was happening a couple of years ago where it's like, oh, well, I feel like it's true, so therefore it's more true than the evidence suggests. You, do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, where uh, it was basically some fucking right-wing asshole. This is why. was like, I believe Trump won, even though there's no evidence for it, and therefore it's true because I believe it. Yeah. Just like Shit Jesus. Like that. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's such a broken approach that it's like, though I know that this is bullshit, I believe. I agree with the things that it says, therefore it makes it true. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how that works. Like, that's not how fucking truth works. It's not that you read something and go, okay, well, listen, like, I know that the world of the Lord of the Rings did not happen, but I I don't have anything that shows that it doesn't, that it didn't happen and it's not a historical novel. So, therefore. therefore, Gandalf the Grey could have previously been the president of the United States. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is it, wrong with it, you? The fucking the the cognitive dissonance and the loops you have to jump through. Well, I mean, I it's I it. guess it's good to know that we've always been this shitty. Yeah, it's nothing I, don't, new. Don't loop me into this shit. No, we as humans. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and um, Mein Kampf. You know, God. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, actually was, which is great. Uh, Sites the phenomenal protocols. video game. Minecraft. Oh, yeah. I love Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. Uh, it cites the protocols, and it basically says that if the protocols were the true po- protocols were given to every citizen, they would immediately turn on their Jewish neighbors. I was like, oh my God. Uh, 1927 happens, and Henry Ford is forced to apologize for the international Jew. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he was just going senile, and there was a board somewhere who was like, this is kind of an unpopular thing, so this doesn't really look good for the longevity of the company, so let's forge his signature on a fucking letter and say that... Uh, and he's he's never gonna fucking read it because it doesn't it's not titled <laughs> it's it's not his own publication yeah like of course he's not gonna read it and they, they it would be like if you issued an apology from Donald Trump onto CNN he would never know or hear about it yeah he because wouldn't know he, that's not what it's the not like media somebody's gonna tweet consuming. him yeah 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 <laughs> so they it's so stupid but essentially. Oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about Henry Ford still, where he, yeah, he was forced to apologize. Oh, yeah, he, there was a directive sent out by the company that said any existing articles or copies of this should be burned and destroyed. Happened in the U.S. a good amount. They're a collector's item now, but literally nowhere else in the world even got the directive or followed it in any wow, way. Wow, who would have thought yeah. that this was a strictly US thing? I fucking hate Which, to United 100%, States history. Man. Well, no, it just shows that they God. didn't actually give a shit. Yeah. They were just doing it to make him look good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to inflate and, his ego. And you know what if uh if that isn't controlling the media, hmm. then I don't know what the fuck is. Interesting. Uh what do you have to say, Christian Henry Ford? Yeah. Who who is controlling who, the media there? Guess what? Published it in the newspaper that he owned and was wholly responsible for. God, he fucking piece of shit. had very strict guidelines on what he wanted published. He had the final say in it. And yet, 
It's the Jewish people who are controlling are, the media. No, because they're trying to take control you know of I, the media from the Christians. You know what I just realized? Huh. There are so many things that if you downloaded this and isolated some of the things we say, it would get it's our it would entire, sound terrible. It's our entire fucking I guess that's true, show. but it's especially yeah. bad this time. Uh, 1933. You, you could literally clip any episode, <laughs> and I'm sure there's one thing Out that we've of said context, in there that, would sound that we say super sarcastically. That it's just, if you don't listen to the show, you'd hear and you go, damn, who are these fucks? But if you want to clip something like that and put it online and say, hey, just link back to to what DNAJ said, just make sure to put the episode link in there. Yeah. Even if you don't, just say what what show it's from because any press is good press, bro. Any press is good press. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would I would love for somebody to just absolutely rip one of our episodes and ream us because then we'll get. Look at so many downloads. Yeah. I would love to be on a hosted or not hosted. I would love to be subject of a YouTube drama video. <laughs> right? <laughs> we need somebody to. We need a controversy. Us, yeah. Uh, you should uh, go get married. Start talking about how much you love being married, and then cheat on cheat on. Uh, here's an easier one. You're already married, so you just go ahead and do that. I'm not going to do that though. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I I have morals, ethics, and I actually love my wife. <laughs> Weirdly enough. So 1933 happens, and the Nazi Party publishes 23 editions of the Protocols of Elders of Zion. Jesus. They really, they just like the Bolsheviks. Big old hard arms for this. And and utilize it as a propaganda tool. In 1938, a radio priest in the United States publicizes and serializes them on a radio show. Fucking asshole. Grand. What a great guy. Yeah, and this is, you know, American Nazi Party is growing. There's a lot of anti-Semitism happening. There's a lot of racism against Japanese people. It is not a good time to be anybody but a, well, any time in the U.S., it's not a good time to be a, yeah. anybody all, except a all white of Christian US male. History. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a white fucking high-class Christian male. And here's looking at you, Ford. Yeah. From after the war, it is published, republished. There's a version of it where they basically find and replace Jews with Muslims and send it to India, which there's a lot of racism against Muslims in India. There, oh my God, there's so many. It, it was published in Iran. It was, it's it's everywhere. Every, like so much of right wing, like propaganda and ideology is based in part on this anti-Semitism. Most conspiracy theories, once you really start to get beyond just the very mundane conspiracy theories, start to sound real anti-Semitic. And a lot of them are based on this, this concept, these, these ideas that have formed again and again and again over the centuries. Like, th- there was a TV show that was based on the Protocols of Elders of Zion that really? was very popular in... I think it was parts of Europe and the Middle East. It's called Mash. No, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. No, uh, there there were rate there are radio broadcasts still to this day. There's it's still being used as a tool of propaganda, where it's one its use is actually one of the markers that genocide tracking groups use to estimate if a genocide is going to occur. Damn, is, really? Yeah. Like there, there, there are a couple different groups out there, and I'm I'm always super interested in their work. I, I read their shit all yeah. the time. Where it's like, 
watchdog groups for genocide. Yeah. And they there's always an uptick in the circulation of this book or a modified version of it before a genocide happens. And the calling of genocide. Jesus Christ. And even... Uh, I've spoken about this dude before. His name's David Icke. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's a UFO guy. He says that the Blue Avians are the good guys, and then they're like... The Venusians, who oh, are okay. like the are the blondes, they look like Scandinavians, and they're bad, or something. And he claims he had sex with a six foot tall blonde alien who came through his wall, and he's he has a huge fucking forehead. And I hate this guy. And he has said, yes, the protocols of El- of the of the elders of Zion are one hundred percent true, despite the. Literally hundreds of times it has been pointed out with evidence that they've, they're they just completely bullshit. Jesus. Just entirely. And it still is happening. Like 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, this book is being published and circulated as a tool of propaganda, which I think is so funny and so ironic that this book... That is literally saying, oh, there's a shadow government trying to manipulate and control you. Is being used to manipulate and control idiots into thinking that there is a government trying to manipulate and control them, even though they are being manipulated and controlled with a book. It It's a complete self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Like, the whole fucking, yeah, Jewish space lasers. Pure anti-Semitism, fucking asshole. Like... Anytime someone's like, oh, George Soros is controlling this shit, and they'll say, oh, I'm not anti-Semitic, he's just, I don't care that he's Jewish, he's just an asshole, or whatever. It's still based in anti-Semitic ideology. (laughs) It's completely ridiculous. Like, if you look at, if I bet if you teleported, time-traveled back to when this book was published, and just got to see the media, it would be basically the same as today in the united states god dude we have gone nowhere we have not evolved as a species interesting that not learning from history (laughs) leads one to repeat it repeated one's self (laughs) hundreds of years what the fuck man who would have thought that humanity was that fucking stupid uh yeah doing this podcast i already knew it it has confirmed it yeah Good lord, man. And you know what? There's there's so much more that I just didn't have time to do. So many more intricacies where, oh, well, this book specifically branched off and one person took the protocols and altered it to do this and then it led to this genocide. Or these books also created this instability where this group actually was doing something that was in the book, you know, like the Nazis... As a self-governed political group, literally overthrowing the government, and then saying that the Jews are trying to overthrow the government, like there, there's so many oh my God. ironic and blatant, like uh, it, uh, it's I, like I, I, yeah. it's 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 like I hate no, I don't hate it. It's totally true. It's like Republicans saying, "Oh, we're the party of the family, we're the protectors of children," and yet. They have more um, politicians who are being investigated for sex crimes against children yeah. than any other yeah. group. 
Like it, it's so like contradictory. It's fantastic. I knew this episode would get you spicy, fired up. I have, but I'm I'm doing my best not no, to. No, let just, it out right now. I don't want to. Now's I, the time. I now's I the time. Have finally, gotten to a good place in my life. You have five minutes. No, I'm five fine. minutes. Let it out, and then it's gone forever. I've Not gotten really. to a good place in my life where I can finally just hear news about current day shit and just go, what the fuck ever. <laughs> wow, like, that's terrible. It's fucking awful, but it's better than me having like veins in my forehead about to fucking burst. No, I want the veins just for the podcast. Yeah, I know you do. And I I'm don't. not. I, I, I just want to hear your uh, your input on this well, in terms of how it influenced or how it was influenced by the French Revolution. The thing is, it's it's exactly what you talked about. Where it, I've repeated it, and I've talked about it earlier. It's the same fucking thing, and I'm beating a dead horse here because you've mentioned it so many times. Is that putting these limits on a group of people, and then using that to then like using that information and twisting it and saying, "Hey, they're trying to do this because you forced them to do that." It's just, it's just, how fucking stupid do you have to be to believe it? Like, and to read and consume material that has that, like, I get, I get curiosity. For me, I'm like, yeah, I, I wonder what's in that book. Like, it's worth I, it. It's worth I the personally, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd like to fucking sit down and read it and just go, that's some absolute bullshit. But it's, it's good but to get in the same mind time, of, it's also people. one where it's like, don't don't read that fucking book. Well, the thing is, we are not immune to propaganda, even if we know it's bullshit. Yeah. We are nobody is immune to propaganda. Exactly. Unfortunately, it's like you don't give it a platform. Yeah, don't give it the power. Yeah. Don't give it money. Don't give it time. It's just don't touch it with a ten foot fucking pole because there's a good chance that there's one thing in there that you relate to that's like ooh, and it just twist it's a fucking propaganda machine well, man yeah. the the whole thing with like, propaganda the whole thing is, is that it's created to, to change the way that you're seeing the situation it, yeah. so when you touch that fucking book and it finds one relatable thing it gets its hooks in you yeah then you're like oh shit well this and i feel like that's where we are currently and i know that in like the uk they're starting to experience it a lot more now um but with this QAnon bullshit that's been going on, I feel like the reason you get these people that seem really fucking intelligent, these people that seem like they were in a fantastic place five, six years ago, and then now you're like, what the fuck is this person talking about? Is because they dipped their toes in that bullshit, man. Yeah. Like, it's just... The thing with this, the thing with propaganda is you don't get radicalized overnight. Yeah, it it starts with yeah, as you said, one little thing where you're like, oh, I wonder if that is something, if that's well, yeah, based because, on something. Because you read you read the Elders of Zion, right? You sit down and you go, okay, I read through it. You go through it and you're like, hey, this is total bullshit. What's the next fucking dog shit book that I should go after? And you go read that, and then it's like maybe something in there has something you relate to, and you're like, oh yeah, like this one funny little bit, well, and here, it's hilarious here, to you. And then uh, it continues. You're like, oh yeah. Well, what other thing can I fucking debunk? And then it just slowly becomes what you're about. And it's like, it's just completely fucked. And I hate this shit. And I 
I know that you love it, but I fucking hate that propaganda machine because no, no, it's I hate so it. fucking I well. Not it. not that you yeah. love it, but I, I know you love learning, learning about, about it. it. I fucking hate it. I see it. and I'm like, no fucking thank you because my upbringing is that propaganda exactly machine. Yeah. everything that i was raised on is just that and mm-hmm. yeah i've probably taken the exact same extreme that my fam that my parents took where they're like you don't fucking touch that shit i'm like now i don't touch any of that shit because i don't fucking want to know like i don't even want to get close to it just because it's so fucking terrible for you it's terrible it's dangerous like yeah no it uh, it doesn't happen overnight. The, we're seeing this rise in radicalism because, just like in this, it took hundreds of years since until we got the books, essentially. And then it just took yeah, it took one generation. It took six decades. It's eight just decades. It's just blatant, before it exploded. It's blatant brainwashing. It's all. It well, is. yeah, it is, yeah. and it's. It's like you said, it's not overnight. It's like I said, it's not something that changes. They find something that you relate to. It's the exact same shit mm-hmm. with every fucking brainwashing community, which is what, what this is. QAnon is you are very clearly brainwashed if you believe any QAnon conspiracies. I don't care how educated you are. I 100% believe. I, me... Who has no fucking post high school education? I am leagues ahead of you when it comes to fucking smarts. Well, here here's the thing. Here's like the thing I can't even I can't even form a goddamn sentence without swearing in it, uh, without yeah. like stumbling. And I know for a fact that I am so much more intelligent than someone that believes QAnon shit because it's just it's like a fucking racist fairy tale book like what the fuck is wrong with anybody you gotta remember this one a lot of the earlier when you start getting into the QAnon stuff they do talk about proven shit that reinforces their shit like propaganda works by spanning the bridge between what is true and provable and what goes along with that but is fake essentially like some of what QAnon, it's hard to say because there's so many copycats. There's so many different, like, misinformation within it. But talk about fake news because that is a whole thing that's part of that. There have been times where the media has lied. Absolutely. So, and then they say, it's basically the radicalization of that idea where, yes, there have been times where newspapers have lied. There have been inaccuracies in reporting. We're human. We make mistakes. But then it's taking that idea and saying, no, it's 100% just to control everybody. Well, yeah, you're taking, you know, you're taking you're a taking, general fact. Yeah. And you're taking a general well-known fact and you're twisting it into your own. For your own means. Yeah, yeah. For, for whatever you're trying to do. Exactly. It, yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. Literally just because blatant yeah. fucking brainwashing. And I don't think intelligence has a lot to do with it. It's definitely an influence, but I don't think it's necessarily intelligence. I think it's susceptibility. I think there some people are more gullible. Some people are more susceptible to this. Uh, so you know, some people have god complexes That's or inferiority complexes, and they, you know, this allows them to say, "Oh well, I'm smarter than everybody because I'm like I'm in the in group." There are some people who are narcissistic, who want to be in charge of that in group, so they create that environment of propaganda. Like 
I, I feel like it has less to do with intelligence, more to do with your susceptibility. Yeah, but you're still really fucking stupid. You're still you fucking stupid. Shit. No, you're stupid if you believe it without fact-checking it. If you believe it without actually doing research. Because they always say, oh, well, do your own research. Like, bitch, I did. Yeah, but <laughs> like, the problem is if you were to do the research, you would realize that it's just pure bullshit. So exactly. none of them do so their the, research. The people who have the real issues, these are real complexes only do the research through their biased sources. Yeah. They, their research is more QAnon shit. It's just <laughs> it's, dumb as fuck, and I fucking hate it's it. It's fantastic. I know. I hate it. I love it. I wish it would just all burn to the ground. I think it's fucking We should burn everything. Disgusting. We should kill everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, burn everything. All right, what's Patreon? So that was a fun episode, right? That was a great one, I think. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I need to drink now. This is why I don't fucking consume this shit anymore. Yeah, it's this not why worth I don't it. Fucking look into any of this stuff. It drives me fucking yeah. crazy. I'll just I'll keep you up to date. No, I'm good. So patreon.com for slash points of pressure. One extra episode a month isn't my my it's my month. Yeah, this month. It is. Oh god. Uh we'll do that eventually. Uh, we've still got like month. twenty fucking days to do it. Yeah, so. no, it's great. So one extra bonus episode, all our little side projects. Like, there's hours of content on there yeah, now. we've got a bunch on there now. Um, Sloppy Seconds, we've got our new exclusive episodes. We've got like the, your, voices. the voices. We've got a little, little toe reveal on yeah, there. Yeah, toe reveal, some yeah. video, you know, all, all sorts of fun stuff. So, you know, go check us out there at patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. So, thank you guys so much to the board. We got our chair people here, Mini D, Nordic Thunder, and Toddle Waddle. They make all the decisions. Uh, they want you to believe that blood libel is a thing. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you guys for keeping the lights on here. And then, of course, we've got uh, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Haley, Thomas, uh, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, and Lara Ravo. Thank you guys so much. You know, if you... Uh, if you uh, not just the patrons. Everybody. This is open to everybody. Yeah, if you listening. like the episode... You can like it. You can leave a review. You can, you know, yeah. say hi. You can, you know, message us on the Instagram, which Hit is replay. Of pressure. Fuck it. Hit replay and then turn <laughs> off your phone or just turn the volume down, but keep yeah. it playing. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. You know, let us know. Comment on uh, some some platforms have comments. I don't we don't see those. But, you know, on our on our Instagram, it would be awesome to come say hi. Yeah, uh, you usually do that. I'm. I'm. Do you like the? I don't know segue? why you. No, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> as usual, if you ever have any show ideas, if you find an article that you like, if you have some fucking music that you're digging lately, if you're anti-Semitic, no, not that. Um, if you have watched a fucking phenomenal movie, read a good book, anything that you've consumed that you've enjoyed that you would like to share with us, by all means, reach out to us at Twitter. On Instagram. Instagram. Find us on both of those at points O pressure. And we will catch you guys next week.